Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. Guys, do you ever get that awkward feeling that you're out saying you're welcome when working remotely and coffee shop surfing? Are you like me and feel pressured into buying a new drink every hour or leaving before you've got half of what you meant to do done? Before I found Anko, this stuff was literally the bane of my life and a massive obstacle messing with my workflow. Anko is a new way of co-working, turning London's best cafes and restaurants into co-working spaces. They have 60 locations all over London and I can always pre-book my desk so I know they'll be expecting me. You also get access to fully secure high-speed Wi-Fi provided by Anko. Their membership is just 20 quid a month and they're offering Get Up and Grow Girl listeners a two-month trial completely free. Now you have nothing to lose. Once you sign up, make sure to make use of their free workshops and networking opportunities as well. Just head to anko.life, that's anko.life, and use code GROWGIRL to get your two months free co-working. See you there. Guys, you know when you have a bad experience with someone, whether that be somebody that you're in a relationship with, a family member, a friend, or even just an acquaintance, but things just don't go to plan, you have a negative experience, and you just feel that somebody doesn't see you for your value, they don't see you for who you are, and they make you feel undervalued. It's the kind of experience where maybe somebody might tell you you can't, or they don't believe that you have the potential that you see. Now, commonly when something like this happens, we react one of two ways. We either get pissed off, get angry, feel hurt, lash out, maybe indirect on social media, tell them what we think of them, rant and rave to other people, but basically just put our attention on it, put our energy into it and let it affect us, let it get the better of us and perhaps lose a little bit of composure a little bit of dignity even sometimes and let it mess with our heads basically let it disrupt the flow we've got going on and just get beneath the surface and really really have a lasting effect then on the other hand the alternative option and one that we commonly view as the higher ground the better path to take we avoid doing those things we don't react to it we don't spend a long, long time communicating it or anything like that. But what we do is instead say, I'll prove them wrong. So we kind of think of this as flipping a negative feeling and using it to drive us and it being an inherent driver of whatever we go on to do. And this is commonly seen as a good thing. And on the surface, I think, yes, it seems good. I know I've done it in the past, in relationships, friendships, even, again, these things to do with acquaintances, but situations that stay with you when you just feel like you were underestimated or you were just not valued, you weren't seen as who you believe you are. And I think it's usually with experiences that hurt us. It doesn't matter how big or small they are, but it's the ones that actually hurt us that we hold on to and we say to ourselves, I'm going to prove them wrong. 
And that can be a comfort. That can be the way that we rise above it in a sense. And that can be what we tell ourselves to prevent us from doing the former and just lashing out and losing our shit. So with this second attitude in mind, I saw one of those Instagram quotes a few days ago and it said, if someone tells you you can't, do it twice and make sure you take a picture. And obviously I laughed. I thought like, oh, that's kind of cute. And definitely it's sassy. It's empowering. It's a little bit sexy. But if we pick a little bit deeper, I don't think it's all it's made out to be. I don't think this mentality of prove them wrong, you'll show them, you'll get vengeance, I suppose. It's almost vengeance. And I know that sounds like a word that belongs in a superhero movie or like a crime drama, but it is vengeance. It might not be extreme in the form that it takes, but I suppose it's getting one up. It's getting payback. I'll prove you wrong. I'll show you. And I'm not going to preach anything about, you know, eat, pray, love. I'm not going to say that we should never, that wanting to prove someone wrong is a, you know, it should all be love, love, love. I'm I'm not going to say that. Although who knows, I'm going that way, like in my own personal development. So maybe there will be an episode like that soon. But that's a separate issue. It's not saying that you can't ever have a bad experience with someone and just think like, Ugh, I just want to do a one up on you. Like, you know, it, it happens. We feel like that sometimes. But do we then let it go or do we hold on to it and, and let the passing thought become a permanent action? So the reason that getting one up on someone, proving someone wrong, isn't all that is cut out to be or made to look like is because if we are holding on to the idea, and I know I have done it, and maybe I still am in a sense, but if we are holding on to the idea that we're going to prove somebody wrong, then they still have control over us. I was listening to Jay Shetty and he mentioned something on this subject and I thought he perfectly articulated something that I couldn't express in words. and. It's something that we often don't want to think about because it's painful. If you go through something painful, you can then give yourself, try to give yourself closure in the sense of saying, I'll prove them wrong. That's our comfort blanket. But then if you dig a little bit deeper and you realize, actually, I need to let go of that. I need to say a permanent goodbye. I can't hold on for this second showing where I show up, I prove the person wrong. I think that's a that's still wanting that person's validation. We are still creating a space for them to come back into our life. And I'm not just speaking about relationships. I know that it will seem that way, but really this can be anything. It can be friends, it can be family, it can be, you know, even things like a school teacher, somebody who just made you feel that you couldn't or that you wouldn't or that you were not going to achieve what you have set your mind on achieving. So this is difficult because I guess what it means is that we have to be okay with never getting that feeling of validation, never undoing the vulnerability that we felt. But I think what this makes space for is true self-acceptance. Because when we are thinking, I'll prove that person wrong, I'll prove them wrong, the power is still in their hands. We're still waiting to show them what we could do so that they can validate us. And true power, and I'm not saying by any means that I can do this and I'm great at this and that I never struggle. If anything, I'm saying this is where I want to get to. This is 
what I want to manifest and what I want to work towards and what I want to become is the person that can say, I've got to where I want to be and I validate myself for that. I accept myself enough. I don't need anyone else to say, well done, pat on the back. Those things are nice. Don't get me wrong. We all need support. We all need support systems. We should all bask in each other's joy, but sometimes the world isn't like that and not everyone is going to be your cheerleader. Some people you need to just let go down their path and focus on your path. I also think there's a danger in having in your mind a mentality of I'm going to prove them wrong because sometimes this can lead you down a straight path. This can lead you down a different path because ultimately the person you're trying to please is not yourself. Yes, you might be saying, if anything, you're not trying to please them, you're trying to piss them off by saying, F you, look what I've gone and achieved. But that still means you have to fit into their standards of what is deemed achieving something, of what is deemed success. And that might not be what your true purpose is. If I think about this, I would say that's almost a little bit of where I could have gone wrong. I don't actually have a specific person that I'm thinking of right now who told me that I couldn't in fashion. There were people, but I don't suppose one of those things really, really got to me and got beneath the surface and left one of those marks. But it's a classic example of me going down a route where I felt that if I was successful in fashion, if I had this glamorous life and was in an industry that is so sexy and cool and whatever, then that would fulfill a vision of success to whoever it was I was trying to impress. But that wasn't really what I wanted. So only by letting go of I'll prove those people wrong or I'll win back their jealousy even. Only by letting go of that can we really tap into what we want and our own purpose. So yes, there's a danger when we do things to... We still say that we're doing them for ourselves. I think we all know that doing something for someone else isn't going to work ultimately in terms of our long-term goals and our dreams. We know that. But we would say, I'm doing this for myself to prove them wrong. But sometimes when we're doing something and we're saying, this is what I want to do, we have to dig a little deeper and think, why do I want to do it? Do I want to do it? Because this is my long-term goal, passion, dream. This is what drives me. This is what I love to do on a day-to-day basis. Or is this what I want to do because I want to get to a certain place in which I achieve my current need for validation from whoever it may be because there's a difference there's a difference between striving for being in a certain place where we often think if I get to this destination if I get to the other side of this field then I'll be happy because on that other side comes validation recognition from all these people that wronged me and if I get there the grass literally the grass is greener you think once I'm there I'll be happy as opposed to doing what you love on the daily, focusing on on processes. And again, this is something that I learned from Jay Shetty, focusing on actions, things that you enjoy doing rather than a destination of where you want to be. Those are good. Of course, we we all want to have goals. But what I've realized is the distinguishing factor is more about doing things that you enjoy or actions usually relate more to what you like to do, to what you want to do. So, for example, when I was working in fashion and still doing PT and still basically running two simultaneous businesses in completely different fields, 
my long-term goal, my LinkedIn bio was founder, fashion business owner, entrepreneur, fashion entrepreneur. That's what I thought. If I get to that, that's where I want to be. So that's what I want to categorize myself as. My actions were, okay, yes, I was working on this. I was doing laptop work on running a business. I was like sourcing fabrics and things like that. I was doing those things, but my day-to-day actions that I continuously did throughout the years that had this idea of what I wanted to do were personal training, training in the gym, learning more about fitness, learning more about health. My actions said something very different. And this has gone off on a bit of a tangent, but my point is once we let go of one, setting goals based on I want to be here, I want to have this, once we change that into what do I want to do, what do I want to be doing, not what do I want to have, what do I want to be doing, once we, one, change that, and two, change I'm doing this because I'm going to prove them wrong, to I love this and that's why I'm doing this. And I don't need the validation. And that is a hard place to be. I know that it's not easy. It's easy to say, but how the hell do I get there? And to be fair, I'm learning it myself as well. I'm never, as I say, doing these podcasts from a place above where I know all the answers. It's just what I'm learning every day through my own experiences, through other people, through other podcasts and through life experience more than anything. So I think it's about closure. As I mentioned at the beginning, I think that we attach this end goal to the person that's wronged us as a sense of, oh, we'll get closure if we get to that point. And that if we get what we want, then the other person will feel jealous or realize they were wrong, feel humbled, whatever it may be. And then we will get closure. But I think, and as I always say throughout this podcast, relying on the external is a vulnerable place to be. With closure, I think we often think that we have to have an action by somebody else in order to receive closure. So it's taken outside of ourselves. We think somebody else has to say something to us, message us, do something for us to get closure. But the problem is, that means we have no control. We can't control whether we get it or not. We can sit and we can hope. We can chase it. We can do what I mentioned where we lash out or we beg for it. But ultimately, we're just a sitting duck waiting to see if it will happen or not. We're in limbo. What I think we can do is make our own closure. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean sending a message, saying something, shutting a door. But what it can mean is deciding within ourselves that we're not going to let those feelings that are maybe not productive ones take over. So we're not going to attach our goals to whoever this other person is. We're going to bring them back within us. And it's not going to be a case of, okay, I don't care what that person thinks. Just saying to yourself, I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to prove them wrong when inside you're still feeling that. I know that's not the case. But it's more over time, over time, building your self-worth, doing the self-work, and building up who you are as a person, loving yourself, and just making the little tweaks along the way. I think the way to get closure, we always think is about the other person or the other thing. But actually, I think it's all about ourselves. I think when you get closure, it's not from 
the other person becoming less valuable it's not from them giving you some sort of validation I think the purest form of it is building yourself up so much that you recognize and building your connection with yourself building your intuition building your love for yourself so much that you recognize that whatever's happened and hasn't worked out whatever hasn't had a permanent place in your life friendship relationship partnership work whatever it is it doesn't make it bad or good it just wasn't right for you and there's no point wasting energy on it you get to the point where you you just realize like it doesn't matter I'm not going to put my energy into it because it's not about putting anyone else down it's just about bringing yourself up I think the more we find peace with ourselves the more we get to know ourselves the more we learn to love what we love who we are but we love what we do we love our lives the more you enjoy what you're doing the more you enjoy your day-to-day life and the things in your life the more precious that becomes and the less you need to compete with outside forces then it's not about getting one up on someone anymore it's just about doing what you love for you now mine doesn't have the same ring to it at all but my version of this instagram quote that i saw would be if someone says you can't do it ask yourself would you do it if no one was watching? And if so, then go ahead and do that. I'm not a perfect being. I do feel this sense of wanting to have recognition, wanting to, there's still part of me that thinks it would be great to just prove people wrong. But hearing some of the podcasts I've listened to recently and reading some of the things that I've read has just made me realize that maybe that's really not the true purpose. That's not the purpose that when I die, I don't want to look back and be like, I proved all these people wrong. I just feel that that's the pessimistic way of looking at it, which is a funny word to use and maybe not the right one. But I can either look at all the people I proved wrong or got one up on or pushed down because basically that's what it is. Whether or not they did something to me worse is still about getting one up. Or I could look at it as what did I give to the world? And I'd rather be on my deathbed saying, I helped all these people with this goal of mine, with this dream, with this business, rather than these are all the people that I proved wrong. 